Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. In today's program, a valuable archaeological bag turns up missing, and we learn about a king who had happy servants, and about the Queen of Sheba. So grab your Bibles and come on and join us. Grandpa thinks he might have found his archaeological bag from Ethiopia in our attic. How did your grandpa, Mr. Gunther, get the bag from Ethiopia? His father brought it back when Grandpa was just a little boy. That must have been a long time ago. I found the bag. If any of you want to take a look at it, it's right here on the kitchen counter. I'm going back up to the attic. I forgot my big flashlight. Caesar, bad dog, come back here. Oh no, Maria. Caesar's got the archaeological bag. Come on, let's catch him. Now what are we going to do? We've looked and looked and can't find Caesar anywhere. Don't worry, Jacob. We'll find the bag and Caesar. Mr. Gunther, do you have another bag from Ethiopia? I sure don't, Nehemiah. Mrs. Gunther's driving around the neighborhood looking for it, too. Come on, why don't we read about the Queen of Sheba in the Bible while we wait for Grandma, okay? Sheba was in the region of Ethiopia in Africa, the country from which my father brought the bag back from one of his expeditions when I was just a little boy. How old were you, Mr. Gunther? I was about as old as you are, Nehemiah. I was seven. Jacob, can you read 2 Chronicles 9-1? I want to focus on the happy servants that these verses talk about. Why is that, Grandpa? Because our memory verse talks about the blessed or happy servants that are watching for Christ's return, Maria. You mean there are other people who are not watching for his return? That's a good question, Jacob. We're going to see how God has developed a way to separate the true servants of God from people who just look like they're servants of God and are yet are not truly saved. The final separation will come on May 21st, 2011, when the Queen of Sheba and all of the true servants of God who have ever lived will be caught up to be with Christ in heaven. This will be a judgment against those who are not truly saved. Jacob, could you read 2 Chronicles 9, 1? Sure, Grandpa. 2 Chronicles 9, verse 1. And when the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem, with that very great company, and camels that bear spices and gold in abundance, and precious stones, And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. That great company 
reminds us of the great multitude or the great crowd of people that God is saving today from all over the world. Maria, could you read 2 Chronicles 9-2? Okay, 2 Chronicles 9-2. And Solomon told her all her questions, and there is nothing hid from Solomon which he told her not. Nehemiah, will you take verse 3? Yes, 2 Chronicles 9-3. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon and the house that he had built. I'll read 2 Chronicles 9-4. And the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel, his cupbearers also and their apparel and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her. Jacob, could you read verse 5, please? All right. Second Chronicles 9, verse 5. And she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in mine own land of thine acts and of thy wisdom. Maria, you take verse 6, please. Let's see. Second Chronicles 9, 6 says, Howbeit I believe not their words until I came. And mine eyes had seen it, and behold, the one half of the greatness of thy wisdom was not told me, for thou exceedest the fame that I heard. Now, Nehemiah, I want you to read the happy verse about the happy servants. Happy are thy men, and happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and hear thy wisdom. Now let's jump to our memory verse in Luke 12:37, that also talks about the happy servants. And there we read, Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. Were all the servants blessed and happy, Mr. Gunther? No, Nehemiah, there are two types of servants in the world today, the ones who are truly saved and the ones who think they are serving God but never became saved. What makes a difference? Well, those who are truly saved, Maria, are watching for or looking in the Bible for Christ's return. The servants who aren't really saved are not aware of his coming on May 21, 2011, and have no interest to know. They love this world too much. Will the Queen of Sheba be caught up to be with Christ at the rapture? Yes, Jacob, but it will be a judgment against all of those who did not want to hear the instruction of the Bible. Let me turn to a scripture that talks about this. Let's see. Here it is, Luke 11, 31 to 32. The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonas and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Who is the Queen of the South? The Queen of the South is the Queen of Sheba. She will rise up out of her grave along with Jonah and the more than 120,000 people God saved when Jonah came to warn the people of Nineveh that God was going to destroy Nineveh in 40 days. 
But the king and the people cried out to God for mercy from the king on down to the poorest person. God had mercy on them and did not destroy Nineveh. Will Noah and his family be caught up too? Yes, Nehemiah. In the days of Noah, God warned the people that a flood would come. On the 17th day of the second month, according to the calendar of Noah's day, Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives went into the ark with all the animals. What happened next? God shut the door of the ark and it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. How many days did you say it rained? It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Hmm, didn't Jonah say that in 40 days God would destroy Nineveh? Yes, and Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights where he received the Ten Commandments. God rained down manna for 40 years in the wilderness to nourish the people of God and to show them that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Jesus also showed himself alive after his resurrection for 40 days. So what does the number 40 mean in the Bible, Mr. Gunther? 40 is a number for testing, Nehemiah. Caesar came back with your bag from Ethiopia. All Good right. old Caesar. I'll give I Mrs. Need Gunther a call home. to tell her to come on home. That dinner Grandma made sure was yummy. Lentils over rice and hot biscuits. It sure was good, Jacob. Why don't we all say our memory verse together? Luke 12, 37. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. Our memory verse seems almost unbelievable that Christ would humble himself to serve us at the great wedding feast on the day of rapture, May 21st, 2011. To think that the Savior would wait on us, it seems heartbreaking that he would do this, but yet this is what the verse says. Well, boys and girls, on that happy note, we must close our program today. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. And be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn the Peniel from the Bible. For a free copy of today's program, be sure to write to Treasures from the Bible in Care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. Today's program is titled, The Lost Back from Ethiopia. Bye. May God richly bless you with His salvation. <laughs>